best League of Ireland podcast in the business. This is Off The Ball. Now I'm very happy to welcome St. Pat's new striker Glenn McCauley to the show and Glenn is of course former Liverpool player signed there as a 13 year old and spent a number of years with LFC and uh, played with some of the best players in the world and worked with Brendan Rodgers, Jurgen Klopp, Steven Gerrard and so on and is now back and uh, hoping to make his debut for St. Pat's this weekend. Glenn, how are you? Welcome back to Dublin first of all, how's things? I'm good, thanks very much. Just looking forward to getting started with St. Patrick's and hopefully my clearance comes through to play on Friday so looking forward to that. So talk to us about the move and the reason why you're home because I mentioned there you were at Liverpool for, for a long time and you're still only 19 so a, long, you know, a lot more football to go but why are you home? Uh, well I was over there since I was 13 so it was a long six years over there and I was enjoying it but then when I came back from this summer I just wasn't ready to go back to England so I said to myself I'm better off going to Ireland playing some men's football getting my head back together and getting back being happy playing football so that's why I made the move back here. How's your first couple of weeks home been and you've had some training with St Pat's as well and you're hopeful to be involved this weekend? Yeah, um, hopefully, fingers crossed I can play this weekend and the first, I've trained three times and all the lads have been great with me, I really appreciate the way they've welcomed me in and the training with Harry and Jer has been very good so I'm happy at the moment and looking forward to pushing on and getting playing games with them. Yeah, myself and Glenn are chatting on Tuesday afternoon, so you're home for the summer and you've done kind of five or six summers away from Liverpool and always gone back why was it different this time? It, just, it was a different feeling I think because I wasn't going back to Liverpool as well I've always had a routine for the six years and coming home not knowing what I was doing I just in my head I wasn't ready to go back to England just yet so I wanted to move home be closer to my family and friends and get back playing and enjoying men's football Yeah because the club and every club does this at the end of the previous season they announce who's been retained and who hasn't got a new contract and you would have probably been at the end of your second or maybe even your third contract at the time so you know when you're told that you're, you're not being renewed and you've been there for so long what's the kind of immediate feelings then? Well it was sort of a mutual decision between me and the club I've knew for the past year, year and a half that I've not wanted to be there because I wasn't happy I wasn't playing as much as I'd like to be so I was ready to leave and now I just want to progress playing men's football and push on my game and hopefully score goals in the League of Ireland and help Pats get European football. Yeah, we'll talk more about your time in Liverpool in a second, but I was just having a look at you as a schoolboy player and you moved to the UK when you were 13 from St. Joseph's Boys and some of the, the teammates you would have had in that team, Andy Lyons, who's now playing for Bohemians, Aaron Bulger, who's just moved to Cardiff from Shamrock Rovers, Brandon Cavan at Shamrock Rovers, Johnny Afalabi, I think, is he looking for a club currently? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Burks. At Birmingham, as is Joe Redmond and Tom Murphy, the goalkeeper signed for Everton and is now back playing for UCD, made his debut uh, last weekend as well. That was some schoolboy teams to be playing in and, you know, eight or nine of the players doing really well now. Yeah, it's great to see that all the boys have pushed on in their careers and most of them have played international football as well. So it's great that all of us as a team, we were all great together, won all Orleans, won leagues and it's great to see that all of them are still playing football and moving on in their career and I'm delighted for, the, for all of them. Yeah, I think that list, actually, every one of them has played international football and a few of them were in the Irish under-19s recently that got to the European Championship semi-finals. So, when you're a kid and you're playing for that team in Joey's and, and there's so many really good players, when did you start to take football more seriously and think, well, I really enjoy this, but also I'm quite good at it and other people think I'm good at it? I think, at Joey's, I was still young. I was only 11 or 12, so at that stage, I just enjoy football. It's not your job and you just look forward to getting out onto the pitch and playing and doing your your game your thing and that's what I need to get back down because I think when I was away in Liverpool there's more pressure on you and it's your job 
and you start to lose the enjoyment a bit. So I've came back here to get my enjoyment back for football and in the sessions with Pat, I have been and I've been looking forward to playing every day. So as a young player, and you know, it's still very common now when young players are 12, 13, the FAI staff start to watch them. The Irish international team started at 15 when you were playing. It now starts, there's been a couple of games this year at 14 too. And you can see the scouts on the sidelines and the people in the FAI tracksuits as well. And you're one of the best, if not the best player in your age group. What's that like when, when you kind of know every weekend that people are coming to watch you and, you know, really you're trying to earn a move to the UK even at that young age? I think for me, it didn't really bother me because... I just concentrated on playing my game and I went out there to impress not just them but put on a show for everybody so for me I think it was better playing in front of a crowd and in front of scouts because it made me perform better and I could concentrate for the whole game because I knew I had to play well so that worked for me and I think playing in the League of Ireland in front of a crowd and obviously the home fans for Pats they'll be singing and everything so I think that'll make me play better rather than 20 people watching an under-23s game because it's not real football so I'm looking forward to experiencing that. Yeah, my dad John actually managed the Belvedere team against that Joey's team in the later years and I can promise you Glenn was a top, top schoolboy player and if you're wondering about the noises in the background folks we're sitting in Glenn's car because we couldn't get into the studio and it's absolutely lashing rain so uh, we're trying to keep the noise in the background down as, as much as possible. So, you're playing for Joey's and the interest from Liverpool comes. Bring me back to then. You're 13? 12 I was at that stage and I was after being at a few clubs on trial and Liverpool was my last team to go on trial for. My dad said go and see if you like it so I went and done a session and then after that one session they asked me to sign so from there on I was a Liverpool player and moved over just before my 13th birthday so it's been a long six years over there. Yeah like the rules are that you have to be 16 to move to the UK but clubs do have ways of of getting around that and getting players over earlier but 13 like it's very very young to move how was the move actually allowed and and you know how did it actually happen that at that age you know yourself and your parents who clearly had a massive role in it decided yeah he can go and and move to England as a you know just turned 13. I think me ma and dad understood that I wanted to be a professional footballer so for them they had real they didn't really have a choice then to let me go because I wanted to go as well and I think moving over at that young age helped me as well because I got to do three years in skill with all the boys off the team so it helped me get become friends with them and get in with the team so I think moving over that young really benefited me because I got to, to learn about the academy and progress through the ranks so I'm happy that I did move over at that age. So you had just finished second year, you hadn't even done your junior cert and there's debates all the time now about you know young lads saying even through their leaving cert but there is some sort of education over there and, and, and for you as a 13 year old you weren't just playing football no when I moved over I had to go to school every week so I got all my GCSEs over there and then once I finished that I done my um, A levels so I got my full education and and learned about the football so it worked both ways for me and my family so did you actually go to like a real mainstream school or was it schooling through Liverpool like? Uh, it was a school called Rain Hill, it's a public school so there's every student in it but Liverpool have a part in the school so all the players go there but we get to mix with all the boys and girls which was good for us as well. So at that age are you training in the daytime and you know school is mixed around it or is training in the night time? We used to go training, we used to go to school from 9 till 12 then leave, go training from 12 to 2 then come back to school half two to four. So it was called day release. So it was good because we got both things in and then you were still finished early. Nice, okay. So you're doing that and you're playing football as well. And like, 
if we look in the English academies now, it's so hard for young Irish players to, in inverted commas, make it into a senior team, particularly at a Premier League club. And, and you know, Liverpool are a top Premier League club, competing for the title with Man City, Champions League winners, Champions League finals in recent years as well. How was that actually competing on the pitch from when you got there to when you've just left of, of actually playing football with some of the best young players in the world? I think when I first got there, it wasn't too bad because you're still young, under 16s and under 18s. I had very good seasons and then I got to 23s and I realised it's a different game because I had players like Solanke and Origi, Markovic, Chamberlain all dropping down to get fitness. So I can't expect to be playing if them players are dropping down, but it's just a bit disheartening when you're training every day of the week and then get told you're not playing because Origi or Solanke's down, which I understand, but at the same time, I want to be playing as well. So that's another reason why I had to leave there. And the same Origi who scored a goal for Liverpool in the Champions League final just in, in May, just gone. So that's the type of, of level that Glenn has been playing at very recently as well. And, you know, other strikers at the club when you were there, Luis Suarez would have been coming towards the end of his time when you were at the club. Mane, Salah, Firmino are still there now. Fernando Torres had just left. You know, Steven Gerrard would have been the club captain. Jamie Carragher might have still been there as well. You know, the list goes on of the type of unbelievable players, but particularly the strikers like Luis Suarez, etc., Firmino, Salah, Mane, training with them, competing with them, playing with them. Like, tell me about that. It's amazing. You just get to see them in their full flow and it's a pleasure to watch and great to learn from. And they're all lovely people as well, so they're great to be around and if you need advice often, they'll give it to you. And Daniel Sturridge as well, he was very helpful with me. He took time to talk to me and he was one of the best, to be honest. How good is Luis Suarez when you're training with him and watching him up close? Because I used to love, I'm a Liverpool fan, right? And the, the show was actually sponsored by the LFC store and the Oilex Centre. And, you know, I've got the games and interviewed loads of the, of the LFC legends over the years. But, like, how good was Suarez? Is Suarez? I was only young when he was there, so I never really got to train with him. But I got to watch him a few times and he trains like he plays. He's all out and his intensity is crazy. So I think that's what makes him one of the best players in the world is rootlessness and he always wants to score, so it was a pleasure to watch. So in recent times, you know, you mentioned Sturridge, who was in and out of the team, but is a goal scorer and you know is an England international and you know loves being around the box. And then the other players, you know, the three in the last couple of years that have almost delivered with the league title in the Champions League are Salah, Mane, and Firmino. What were they like? And, and you know, again, how often did you get to train with them and maybe do extra shooting with them and stuff like that? I think you train with them about once a week, going up there mainly days after the game so most of the time Salah and Mane were on recovery but Sturridge as I was saying he was very good with all the young boys coming up and I got to do a few extra shooting sessions with him and he's a top top player so is that just like like we hear about you know the underage goalkeepers out the strikers take a bag of balls or two bags of balls and just practice yeah definitely I think the main thing for players even at that level is to practice because once you get your consistency and keep working on it it's going to come natural to you in the game so I think for the keepers to get that practice as well and for the strikers it's good for both of them so it's something that needs to be done So you'd have played academy football as a kid and then you're, you're just turned 19 so at the age of, of kind of 17, 18 you're, you can play 18s but you want to play under 23s and you want to eventually get into the first team as well what's that kind of path like when, you, when you're at that kind of age where you're just about to go too old for 18s and the next step is you know men's football as you said you're not sure how real it is but there are still real players playing with you and playing against you of course yeah 18s is like it's in the middle of men's and kids football so it's a good year to adjust and enjoy yourself but then once you get to 23s especially at a club like Liverpool you have players like Ryan Kent Harry Wilson Ryan Brewster 
Jerome Sinclair was there so it's tough to break into that team but I think when you get your chance you just have to try take your chance and then it's an awkward age as well because there's players like Pedro Cervella, Origi, Solanke, Markovic dropping down so it's a mixed group and everybody wants different things in their career so it's hard to get that team spirit going but we all tried our best and gave our everything and it worked off most weeks. Yeah, I was actually over in Liverpool a few weeks ago with the Belvedere under-14s under and we got to play in the academy and uh, you, know, you can see the new first team training complex being built as well and, and you know, I'm sure an unbelievable place to go to work and to play football every day as well. Did you ever take time, maybe when you were 16, 17, 18, just to think, I'm actually, you know, this is my job, I'm a Liverpool football player? Like, No, I never done that, but thinking to an hour probably should have, but I think when you're in it, you don't really look at it like that because that's your job and you're just used to it but looking back on it is, it was an amazing experience for me and it's something that I'm grateful for and that I'm happy that I've done but now it's time to move on and get playing men's football and progress my game from here and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll speak about your uh, League of Ireland career coming up in a second. Uh, the managers who would have been at the club, manager when you saw him was Brendan Rodgers and yeah. Jurgen Klopp for the last couple of years as well, two of the best managers probably in the history of Liverpool. Rodgers nearly led Liverpool to a league title, Klopp has done the same. Klopp's led to the Champions League as well. How were they and, and uh, you know, how much contact did you have with either of them? Probably more with Klopp given you being older when he's been there. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers is the one who signed me so I appreciate what he done for me and I got to meet with him a few times when signing and before signing about what had happened at the club and then unfortunately for him he left and then Klopp came in but Klopp is just one of them people that's just like happy and you feel that off him. He's just exactly what he is off on the telly in real life. So being around him, you get a positive feeling and he does want you to enjoy yourself but work hard at the same time. So it's good to be, play under him. Yeah, I'm sure as a young player, just him walking into the training ground and if you're in with them that day and you know he just smiles at you, gives you a high five, probably gives you a hug even. You're just going, God, I really want to train for this guy. Yeah, he makes you want to work for him and give everything for him because of the type of person he is. And I think that's the reason why... Liverpool force team are so successful at the moment because of the manager and what he can get out of the players so for me he's in the top three best managers in the world maybe the top so I think with him and all the players they can push on and hopefully they win the league this year What does he do as a manager to make him so good like obviously I'm sure he's great as a one-to-one type manager is he a coach on the training pitch or does he leave that to coach and staff and you know you've had an access to see him when we can see him so what's he actually like? I think Obviously, is the type of person he is makes the players want to play from. But then, at times, if you're doing something wrong, he'll let you know because he's not afraid to shout at you and tell you. So I think there's a nice balance in between and the players respect that. So I think that's why they give everything for them and why he's getting the all from them. And overall, like when you're a younger player at the club, like first-team managers, first-team staff, first-team players, do they take much of an interest and are they good? You know, I know in Liverpool at the moment the academy and the first team aren't really training in the same, well they're not training in the same complex, they will be soon, but I'm sure when you're at that age, when you are in around 23s and first team, you're more near them and, you know, would they take an interest and say hello to you and make sure you're okay? Um, most of them would, yeah, of course, because you're coming in there and hopefully they want you to progress the team and you can do a job for them as well, so most of them are nice to you, yeah, but when you're in the academy, you don't really see many of them or the manager doesn't really come to work so it's just mainly when you get your time to go to Melwood you have to show what you can do and then the players will respect that if you give your everything. And one person who would have seen a lot of you Glenn is Steven Gerrard who went from being the club captain to the under 18 manager and of course now he's the Rangers manager too and, and you know one of these new ex-players who's very quickly become a manager of Frank Lampard others have, have, have you know done the same what was he like to work under as under 18 manager when, when you were one of his players? 
It was just amazing to have a player of that caliber being your manager because he's Stevie Gerrard and it's at Liverpool Football Club, so he's a lot of people's idol. So you want to give everything as well. And then I think that was his first managing job. So for him, he was learning. So it was good for everybody in that situation. And then obviously he's pushed on to Rangers now, which I wish him the very best of luck. So hopefully he can push on in his career and maybe one day manage Liverpool. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a Liverpool manager in the future. There's absolutely no doubt about that in my mind too. And like, you're playing for him and, and you know, he's such a legend at the club. And, and apart from his, his football on the pitch stuff, the experiences that he's had too, I'm sure that has to be a massive help to young players that you know, he's done exactly what, what you guys were doing, come through the ranks of Liverpool and, and gone right to the top. And I'm sure just to have someone like that for advice and stuff must have been great. I think a player and a man like that, everything he says you have to take on board and listen because there's no place he's not been. He's been to World Cups, he's won the Champions League, played him many games in the Premier League, scored goals. So everything he says you can take and use in your game. So I think I'm lucky to have had a player like that coach me and I'm grateful for that. Last one on Liverpool and away from the football. Life off the pitch as a young player there and you know, you are a young person who, who, who is quite famous in terms of, of what you've done and, and your name in this country, but I'm sure over there as well and, and you know, with that comes money, with that comes all the other bits that go with it, you know, girls, nights out, lots of stuff away from football that can distract you very easily. How did you handle all that? I think it's just about balancing it because I moved over at a young age and we moved over with Conor Matheson, so we always had each other there, obviously two Irish boys in the change room. And then once you get to 18, it's all right to go on a night out, but I think it's just when you go, like a bank holiday when you're off is probably the right time, or if you have two or three days off. But I think it's just keeping your feet on the ground and not letting any of that get to your head, because it can easily happen. But I think with my parents, my man and dad wouldn't let me get like that, and I appreciate that because... It could easily happen, but they're a good uh, support system behind me, so they wouldn't let me get like that. But I think for some players, it's just about staying humble and realising that it can all be gone as well, so just enjoy it in the moment. You mentioned your man, Dan. You haven't lost your Dublin accent anyway, Glenn. Thank God some lads go over and they have this English twang, and they have this English accent. You don't. And uh, you're back in with your mum and your dad, or your man and your dad, as you say. How has that been? It must be a bit weird, given you, you, you kind of became a teenager and grew up as a teenager. I'm sure you were there in the summers, but not there full-time for the last six years. And, and now you're back as a, as a young man. Yeah, it's a mad one at the moment, because I'm not used to people telling me what to do either. So I think the longer I'm there, we'll start to understand each other. And it's just great to be back home with them, because I've spent a lot of time away from them. So I'm appreciating every minute that I have with them, and I'm really enjoying being back home. So your man's having a go if you if you leave the, the dirty socks and jocks on the floor, if you don't bring your plate to the dishwasher? <laughs> you know yourself what Maz are like, so I just have to do me bit around their house and then everyone will be happy. You're smiling, Glenn, and you've mentioned the word happy a lot over the last 15 or so minutes that we've been chatting to. You seem, even though it's a blow to have been released by Liverpool or, or, or you know, that, that you, you made a mutual decision, but you've left Liverpool, it, that's probably the best way to word it, and you've come back to Ireland, I'm sure you had options to stay in the UK as well, but you just seem at the moment at ease and, and happy to be, to be home. Yeah, that's the main thing for me because, to be honest, I wasn't happy in England for the past year and a half, two years, so the main thing for me was just to get back being happy and being surrounded by my family and friends and enjoying football, which I really am at St. Pat's at the moment, so... Hopefully that stays, well it will stay the same way because I'll be playing 4 in football and once I'm performing I'll be playing so that's the main thing for me. 
So you've just turned 19, you've signed an 18-month deal with St. Pat's, so you'll be there until the end of the 2020 League of Ireland season, which will begin next March and run all the way through. But still, nine league games left, eight after this weekend, if, if your clearance comes through, or if it doesn't too. How have you kind of, what have you made, I suppose, of the league so far? You've been training with St. Pat's, you were at their league game against Dundalk on, on Saturday too, and I'm sure you, you may be watching it from afar, but you've ha- had a chance maybe to see it more closely in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think the league is, it's a very strong league, and I'm looking forward to getting started in it. Because I think it suits a player like me who's tricky and quick. So I think I can bring something different and go at defenders, which it didn't look like they were used to. So I'm looking forward to getting started and scoring goals. Yeah, what will you bring to St. Pat's? You said you're quick and, and you're nippy and you're, you're a skillful player who likes to, as you said, get at teams. So what will you bring and, and hopefully maybe a surprise package that people have heard your name but maybe haven't seen you as closely as they will in the coming weeks and months? I'll bring goals, which we need at the moment to get into Europe and a bit of excitement into the team, into the final tour, because I'll run at players and the big centre-halves won't be used to that, so I'm looking forward to doing it to them. And men's football as well, you know, everybody your age speaks about that, and, you know, we spoke about some of your former, you know, players at Joey's, the likes of, of Andy Lyons and Aaron Bulger and Brandon Kavanagh, have been getting men's football. I think Ryan Burke and Joe Rebbin have been involved in the, the Birmingham first team this season. All of your, your people born into thousand your age have been playing for Ireland. They're all around first teams, men's teams, how important is that for you now that if you do run past a defender and he hacks you down, that's something that maybe a 23 football or 18 football it might not happen? Yeah, I think under 23 is football. It's not real football because, as I'm saying, everybody's in a different headspace and everybody wants different things from the game. So I think playing men's football where you're surrounded by people who all want the three points and all want to push for Europe, you just can all go together and everyone understands what each other wants. So that's going to be good for me and having people behind me that'll give me the ball because we need goals to win games it's going to be good we'll finish on this one um glenn you're back in the league for now you've had a taste of england without looking too far ahead is that something you want to do again or is it just play for pats for now and, and kind of see where it takes you i think at the moment just concentrate on pats for the next 18 months or so and then see what happens after that practice the golf glenn thanks a million best of luck thanks very much The best League of Ireland podcast in the business. This is Off The Ball.